1: Hi, everybody. I'm Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, which I always say is a show about your sex and your happiness. But, of course, it's also about mine and my guests and anyone you pass this along to. Lately, I've heard that people have been passing it along. Some of my listeners, who were my students, uh, have been passing this along to their families, and I'm very excited about that. Thank you for the fan mail. keep it coming. I love to hear from you. about how the show is influencing you and affecting you. So today I have the pleasure of introducing one of my best friends in the whole world, um, somebody who I love and adore, and who is like brilliant. But I'm going to give her the formal uh, the formal um, address here, and then we'll we'll say hello. So her name is Elaine Young. She lives in London. She's a group facilitator, an educator, an energy and body worker in the fields of shamanism, tantra, and somatic sex, so my cheat sheet. somatic sexology. For many years, she was a medical scientist and um, in surgery working directly with patients. Um, her journey has involved lifelong fasc- fascination and inquiry into awareness, purpose, and the human connection. Love, sexuality, spiritual connection, soul wisdom, expansion, learning, unlearning. I love the unlearning part. Meditation, psychology, health, disease, exploring aliveness, sexuality, death, and grief. One of the most powerful medicines that she works with now is pleasure. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome to my show, Elaine Young. (laughs)
0: Hi, Laurie. Thank you so much for that introduction. And um, sorry for all the tongue twisters that I have (laughs) in my somatic sexology introductions. Um, It's beautiful to be back here. I I can't think maybe it was three or four years ago when we did the last um, uh, talk together on your (laughs) station. And since then, we've been in many, many adventures. And um, yeah, as a friend and as a colleague, and someone who I admire and love, I'm so happy to be here.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we've been to many countries together. Mm-hmm. We've been on many adventures together, including almost being in a blizzard in Iceland <laughs> <laughs> at one point or other. Um, so we did, Last time you were on, you actually we talked about um, self pleasure. We mm-hmm. talked about so pleasure was in there. But yeah. we talked about self pleasure and today we're gonna to talk about a course that you teach. I'm so fascinated with it and um it's called Master Your Pleasure, Body Initiation and so pleasure is a theme for you. Pleasure is really a theme for you. It's a major piece of the things that you deliver. And so let's talk about that a little bit, like why I mean, why is it so important to you and then why is it so important if you could separate the two?
0: Hmm. Mm. Ah, I guess it's important to me because I learned through life before I started working with pleasure, but even more so when I started working with the body and sexuality, I learned how pleasure was not just a, a frivolous thing. I learned that pleasure was actually on so many levels, as you said in the introduction, a huge healing modality in the sense of the physical body and all the chemicals that get released when we feel pleasure from our brain and our bodies get doused and all those to our emotional body and how that um, helps us feel um, joy and, and loved and, um, yeah, alive um, right through to you know, the the energy body, which I like to work with, which is this part of us, the, the aura that's beyond the skin. And actually, yeah. it also gets nourished massively by pleasure. And, you know, for some people um, nowadays, often there can be this um, hmm, attachment to like pain and anger and sadness being noble and being the way to heal. And so it became very clear to me that as much as those things are, important and in fact one of the other things i work with really deeply is grief and i and I both are connected the capacity for both are connected yeah um, it became really important to me to to see like hey you know this this changed my whole being um this changed my whole um experience and and blew apart my beliefs about what pleasure was for me up until then i guess pleasure was a a small thing that happened maybe when you ate great food or you had great sex you know that was the two things and then I realized actually it's this it's this huge um, expansion um, of multiple different types of experiences. So when I started to realize that myself and also crucially I think to realize that even with a positive attitude and a good intention accessing pleasure really deeply fully is not that easy there are many things that are in the way and I started to discover that in myself. Um, so it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And as part of that, when I started working with individuals and groups, I realized that it's important for all the reasons that it was important to me for the nurturing of the body, the physical body, the emotions, that actually it is a way of, um, of healing. And it's actually pretty tricky is still edgy for people. <laughs> There's still a lot in the way. There's like layers and layers of physical body barriers, belief barriers, you know, cultural barriers, um, uh, fear of too much, fear and of not trauma. enough. And, the
1: trauma, yeah. and trauma barriers too, because of whatever may have happened to people. Absolutely. I want to, I want to backtrack a second, because um, if people heard the introduction to you, they heard that you had a background in, as a medical scientist and worked in surgeries. And so, like, I know the question comes up, if they heard it, well, how come she left medicine to do workshops?
0: <laughs> I just
1: want to do, I want to I fill that blank in, Elaine, because I feel like if people have that question, they won't be able to fully let in the pleasure of what they're hearing from us. So can you give just a little bit to that? like? How did, Mm. I I imagine it was a process, but how did that, how did that happen? Like, how did you go from this to this, which is with, they're both very successful careers and you've had tremendous success in both.
0: How come? Mm. Well, I was working in a job that I loved. I was fascinated. I was, I'm working in vascular surgery and working in diagnostics. And so It intrigued me I love working with people there was a beauty to getting very you know people very vulnerable holding them in space sharing with them results touching their bodies looking inside their bodies Um, and around 10 12 years ago I could sense that something in me was changing um, in my life in in what I wanted to to do but I wasn't sure what and then Uh, My young brother suddenly died. um, Really dramatic suicide, and that plunged me into this place of, first of all, trying to hold it all together, but then this massive grief process. And actually, it was in this grief process when I went and did breath work and did studied tantra and felt the emotions for the first time that I realised that actually, although I had a a great life, you know, I made a good money, I had a private practice and worked in the NHS and had a lot of holidays and ease for life that actually i was you know i was very disconnected from my heart from my emotions um and although i was very interested in sexuality it was it was quite disconnected and and a little um yeah probably dysfunctional on some levels i'm sure so I began attending these these um, events, and a few people said to me, "Hey, I can see you doing this," and I was like, "No, no, you know, I'm uh-huh. have a nice life. I work three days a week. Uh-huh. I, you know, I do all the stuff." No, um, and then there was just no choice. It was like I I took six months off, then I went back for a bit, then I took another six months off, and I was had all these ideas of how I would multi manage doing both, and then I realized like my heart, my soul everything about me wanted to be there. And I was actually a different person. Damn. Having gone through the grief process, I was a different person. And therefore to try and fit into the life that I'd had before, it just just didn't work. Wouldn't it? well, I, it would have been a very unhappy, uncomfortable um, experience to stay there. And, and I'm, I was as surprised. Everyone told me I was clearly crazy or well, you're giving up that to, to teach people how to breathe. You know, that was a, that was a classic. How, how are you going to eat? Um, but I'm, I'm super glad I did it, and I've never regretted it for a moment. so great. Yeah.
1: I, I'm pointing that out because I, I feel like people sometimes get in a rut, whether it's in a rut with relationship, whether it's a rut with job, whether it's a rut with their beliefs also. that um, I mean, you made a – that's a 180 – it's a hundred and eighty <laughs> degree turn that you made, and you don't have any regrets. You know, I did the same thing. I left corporate America, and I took my first tantra class, and I'm "This is it. I'm doing this. I don't know what it's going to take, but I'm going to do this." And I, I've never looked back either. So I want people to know that because I think sometimes change is so scary for people. And we're gonna we're talking about mastering your pleasure, and sometimes to get to that pleasure. You have to make a big change.
0: You know. Absolutely. You're, you're reminding me of um, one of my favorite things to listen to while I'm doing my daily exercise is Alan Watts. And, you know, he has so many amazing things to say. But one of the things he says is, and it's all set to music, so you can just you know, vibe along with him, is um, when students come for advice about what to do with their life, you know, he said, and we talk and I say, hey, what would you want to do if money was no object? And he said, eventually they'll get to something, you know, and I'll say, do that he said you know why would you go to work to make money to spend on the life that you don't want to be living so you can go on living you know to make money <laughs> um so yeah but but i i understand you know people's fears particularly if they are you know financially secure and comfortable it can feel like a really um uh frightening thing to do um yeah. but i think once you realize really strongly that this is your one life and your chance to lead it, then that that's that takes over often. Yeah, mm. so
1: good. So good, so why, so, okay, so we talked, we hit a little bit before about why it's tricky. Like when you said it was tricky, I thought of a fox or a coyote, mm-hmm. you know, like pleasure is like a fox or a coyote. It's tricky. You know, people, mm. there's so much uh, in the way of it. So, you know, what are some of the, you know, the the difficulties that human beings face when they're, when they're confronted, because it, it's somewhat confrontational with the idea that they could have more pleasure. They could actually, they're mm-hmm. entitled to pleasure. Ple- I said pleasure is your birthright. So mm-hmm. someone like me says, pleasure is your birthright, and everybody goes, they stop breathing, and they go, <laughs> yeah so why is it so difficult what is it Get you know how do you how do you how do we dissect this so that people can see that really it is their birthright and and they have the they have
0: they're worthy to go to go to go get it yeah i mean it's a, a huge um and, and the birthright thing is strong. And also one of my teachers once said, you know, pleasure is medicine. And I, so I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing for people to understand as a starting point. But actually, I don't like to make it about the medicine because that's like telling them they've got to heal because there's something wrong with them again, you know. <laughs> so when I when I began to examine this carefully and when I created this week, I was looking at what is in the way and how can we... Go to those pieces in a way that's effective. And there's some very obvious things like um, many people cannot feel their body. So people often think that their body doesn't work, whether it's parts of their body or their genitals or their arousal, but actually often we just can't feel it for, many, for very many reasons. Disconnection, history of trauma, just living in the head, not in the body very rarely is it something physical there are some physical conditions that affect um, beings and in their pleasure but they're a small number so first of all you know can you actually feel it number one and feeling it can be to do with the somatic system of the body and your capacity to feel it and or feeling it could be allowing it into your awareness so maybe actually the body feels it but something in the mind comes and shuts it down or something in the emotions comes to shut it down and it's a process of learning to trust and surrender. Trust your own body. Trust those around you. Um, clear out whatever whatever the mind is shutting down because it, it's frightened of something. So, or the emotions are shutting down because it's frightened of something. So, picking apart what are those what are those things about, and you know, letting go of any old emotions. It create changing and creating new beliefs that will allow people to feel. So that's that's just one very simple piece but it's huge and then there's the whole cultural thing and of course you and i both work in different countries with people of many cultures but there's a the whole cultural piece where some religions tell us pleasure is shameful you will go to hell you know right. Um, right. all of that stuff and um and and, and pleasure is not godly so you know, if you're spiritual, then you, and sexual pleasure is, is something that you should not be uh, connected to. So there's a, yeah, there's this kind of big moral, ethical, cultural piece. And then there's this, the fact that actually we have what a great um, title somewhere uh, that I read where someone called something sanitizing eros where actually, you know, looking at pleasure and sexuality and, and erotic energy and, you know, cleaning it up, sanitizing our sexual, and because it's not clean, it's not okay, it's not wholesome. So on a, even in the media, in the places where it looks like they're promoting sexuality in the movies or in, you know, they're using it in a way to sell and they're not using it in a way to say, hey, this could be you. It's something separate. So this kind of massive sanitizing of eros and also pathologizing of sex. So most of what we learn to do with sexuality as youngsters is what diseases can I get? What I mustn't get pregnant. So actually it becomes, you know, uh, something to be afraid of rather yeah. than something to be yeah. open to.
1: Rather than something that you're so like, you can't wait for, so excited yeah. It yeah. should be this wonderful thing. Yeah. And then, then it's like,
0: oop. well, that's scary. I'm not going to do that. So, yeah. And and one other piece, which is, is really key for a lot of people, I've noticed the more and more people that I have worked with in this is the fear of overwhelm. So much of the, one of the sort of mental, emotional, psychosomatic pieces that gets in the way is that, we fear we may get lost in pleasure we may never find our way back if we let ourselves go we may never be able to stop you know and i often say in workshops don't worry you're not going to be running around all day just like some crazy horny person unable to function and do your accounts once you open the gates but it is a real fear Um, and and the nymphs yeah yeah. Yeah. And also this, this fear of like losing. So people sometimes, you know, ironically, want something so bad, but they think if I get it and I lose it, how will I ever live with the disappointment? So actually they don't even, Definitely. you know, attempt attempt to to yeah. go there yeah. um, is another piece. It's amazing to me. I wanted
1: to, uh, it's just amazing. I wanted to share with you, I don't know if I ever shared this, that I have a friend named Betty Louise who wrote a book called pleasure as medicine. And um, she has uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And she was at a 10 level one day. I mean, she just was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And she called an ex lover first and asked him to come over and make love to her. She said, I don't want it to be like a slam bam. I want it to be like hours. Like as long, as how much time do you have today? Can you come over? Can we just connect? It's not like we're going to get back together, but I want to run an experiment with my body. And so he came over and he made love to her and she went down to like a four or five. Like all the endorphins and everything that got freed in her body um, made the pain go down to a four or five and she just went, that's, oh, it was all, um, it was sparked because she was listening to Marvin Gaye's uh, such a feeling and she just said, I'm calling this person up, I, I have to experiment with my body. Wow. Yeah, so you can use that story if you want. I can also yeah. give it to her. But um, she she found that ha- having a sexual encounter that mm. lasted, for and that was primarily to produce pleasure mm. in her body,
0: made the pain levels go down in her body. That's beautiful, and I, I, I will, with your permission, use that. And it reminds me of... One of the things in the in the Master of Pleasure Week that I don't know how many times a day, I must say this, <laughs> during the week, many, many, is notice that there's always a choice as to where you turn your attention. So actually, sometimes pleasure can be there in a possibility and we, we choose not We choose something else. We choose to focus on our physical discomfort. We choose to focus on the fact that we're annoyed or emotional about something. So notice as a choice. Notice where you are choosing to focus your attention. And then one of the amazing, one of my trainings um, is sexological bodywork. And one of the amazing tips that I learned then is actually how to take or how to support people and how to take like the smallest sensation of pleasure in one area and um, and expand that with breath, with tension, with, the fo- with focus. So actually, for some people, pleasure is difficult to feel, but if you can just feel like one little bit of pleasure, and in Master Pleasure, we work with um, pleasures beyond sexual and sensual pleasures, like the whole range, which I'll share with you if you want, but it can sometimes be easier for people to ignite the pleasure body um, via some other thing like a mental or emotional pleasure, yeah. which then can can then they can then lead to more access to sexual sensual pleasure um, as a result. Well, I know this may this because you know me
1: so well. You, this may come as a surprise to you, but I can remember, like I, I actually can remember in the '90s, going skiing for a couple of days, buying a ticket a ski pass ticket for like the whole day, taking a couple of really good runs in the morning, you know, getting out on the slope like maybe ten, nine thirty, ten. Going on the slope and having really sweet, wonderful run, go back up again, have another sweet, wonderful run, and something in my mind would then go, That's enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like that. I don't know whose voice that was. I don't know where I got that one. You know, yeah. like that's enough. And then I would say, I have to wrestle with myself and go, like when I caught it, Mm. I would wrestle with myself and go, wait a minute, you bought a whole day pass. You didn't buy a half a day pass. You wanted to go skiing all day. Take a break and then get back out on the slope. As soon as you've had, you know, hot chocolate or you've had a little bite to eat or whatever, do not call it a day. Mm. And I had to literally, I had to, um, like I really had kind to of reckon with myself like you what do why who said that's enough
0: mm. Abs- absolutely it's this there's a piece of um one of the big pieces that often comes up in groups around it is is deserving deservingness uh, like, do I deserve? And it's often helpful, I think, to say, hey, if you were giving pleasure to someone else, whatever that pleasure may be, someone else you love, whether it's sensual or emotional, you know, um, the amount of time and energy you would give to that, you know, would you give that to yourself? So there's a thing about deserving. And there's also this thing about overwhelm. You know, this is the thing about overwhelm. And actually, it's true for probably quite a lot of cases of, um, early ejaculation in men, when they would want to not ejaculate and they find it hard to, to um, make, keep engaging, one of the root causes underneath that for many people is this fear of overwhelm, like that's enough, I have to limit. So one of the ways that I'm working with pleasure, master pleasure is, is how do you raise your pleasure ceiling? You know and so when we 're working with things it 's like okay what what would five percent more look like? What would ten percent you know can Ooh. you let in a little bit more and can you raise that ceiling so um, that 's definitely there, but also the the way you know the way I picture them is like every time you you have an experience and you open and your body holds pleasure it it opens and then maybe it closes back a little and then it opens and it closes. so this way of somatics opening and closing. That's why I wanted to do seven days because my my reckoning was if for seven days all you do is go to the pleasure body in different ways and different levels with different kinds of pleasure through different routes, these openings are more likely to stay more open so many people can have amazing pleasure experiences they've no idea how they achieve them and they never have them again in their life and and they they feel there's nothing they can do about that they feel like oh that it, it just It just happened and it was so spontaneous. Whereas I want to show people that actually once you start to understand what kind of pleasures you like and how they work for you, you can create those situations as often as you want in your life. But if you don't understand actually your pleasure body, if you haven't opened it, if you don't know what pleasures it likes and doesn't, it's like you're waiting your whole life for the magical formula to drop into your lap, you know, and and the rest of the time you're just going to be you know, um, experiencing no pleasure.
1: You could be waiting your whole life for that if you don't do something. Like, so much, everybody has that argument about spontaneity, and I say Mm poo-poo to that because I think that what we're doing, what you're doing for sure, like the um, deliberate, deliberate exploring, deliberate experimentation, deliberate, what you call raising the ceiling, I call it expanding the container, it's the same Mm -hmm deliberate use of techniques and breathing and everything to to expand so that you don't you're not waiting your whole life you're not like you're not wishing and hoping and singing and praying like you're actually you're taking your life in your own hands because it is your life
0: and you're not sort of sitting saying, "Well, once in 1981, you know, on a on a great night, the universe decided I should have some pleasure, and I had some, and, and that's it. The rest of my life, I'm just waiting." Yeah. And, yeah, and I say that, and I don't mean to mock, and and you know, because actually, you know, many people are taught that that's how life is. You know, that actually, it's it's not reasonable to expect something else. So yeah definitely this this place of expanding the capacity to hold it, which stops these these mental emotional lockdown belief system things coming into place and it takes some practice it takes some practice to trust your body it takes some practice for the body to trust you that you 're going to listen to it yeah. it takes understanding you know what 's your heart saying what is your mind saying what is your emotion saying what is your sex saying as as we know from working with with people in the containers, like, you know, what part of me is a yes and no. And so because often people in terms of sexual pleasure haven't honored their boundaries, haven't asked for what they want, there's quite a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of things to, to um, let go of and reclaim, yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: it definitely needs unpacking. Um, okay. Let's talk specifically about it. Like you're, you're mm-hmm. giving the you're giving your philosophy and your, describing actually for people, how they can, as they're listening, they can identify, Oh yeah. I'm somebody who limits my pleasure. Oh yeah. I, yeah, I had that time in 1981, but I haven't (laughs) had that time since (laughs) or, you know, whatever, how we're describing it is good. Let's talk about the actual uh, seven day Mm -hmm. course that you have. Um, First of all, you know, given this crazy time of COVID-19 lockdown, are you going to, do you think you'll be starting this up again? If, are you, you know, if you are, I know the last one you gave was in India right at the time you were in Goa, right mm-hmm. at the time when everybody was going to lockdown. So uh, so what's happening with the course now? Uh, what can people expect? And then we'll figure out how, how, then we'll tell them how they can find out more about it.
0: Great, thanks. Yeah, we were in, as the world was going into lockdown, we were in master your pleasure. And many of us didn't realize that that was like a special time for reasons beyond what we understood then. Yeah. And um, the next date actually that I have is in the UK on the 28th of September. And interestingly, the last couple of days, I've been sitting with, do I intend to run it if we can? Do I let it go and have taken the decision because there's a lot of people who are feeling called to attempt to hold it to see who's here. We had a lot of people coming from overseas to the UK, so we're trying to see who who would want to come now, and if it's possible, we may run it in the UK on the 28th of September. But we need to check in with legalities and, and sure. all the rest of it. Sure. Um, I I've been asked by a number of people. You know, am I going to take it online? Because much of the work that um, people like you and I do has been taken online, and I am considering creating uh, you know would be an introductory or a fifty percent kind of all of the content as an online offering um, for the future, not just for people who who don 't want to who don 't want to do the full week but for people who cannot get there people who financial time location so I can really see having worked more recently deeply on festivals with online processes. I can see how that works, and i i don 't think I really believed or felt it was appropriate or safe or powerful for this kind of work. And, and I, and I know differently now, so I feel like I may do that. So at the moment that's in the planning. And I would, I would intend if, you know, the universe allows to do three or four of them next year is my, is my intention.
1: Excellent. I, I wanted to sh- just share with you about that the online experience. Om and I uh, did Tantra meets BDSM just two weeks ago online. It's the second time we did it online. And um, the feedback we got from people was um, they liked it better because they had more privacy. Mm -hmm. Like it was more intimate for them as a couple. We had only couples because you have to work with somebody. Mm -hmm. They said that um, they liked it because if they wanted to, they could just turn the screen off, do the exercises, and then come back when we called them back. And they basically said that they felt it was more intimate than when they were in the whole group with people around them for the for their for their intimate relating. So I'm telling you that because I my mouth fell open when they said they said, Oh no, it was really even more intimate and I was like, Wow because we had the same doubts, you know. Uh and 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 Michael and I also an extraordinary lovers. So I think that you'll find um yeah, there may be some parts you can't do. <laughs> you know, just like we had to find the other parts we couldn't do. But I think you'll find that, um and you'll get people who would have never come out of the woodwork. They would just never maybe they would never go to Goa or they would never whatever, but all of a sudden they're
0: showing up. Yeah, and I, you know, was so touched in the festivals and people online sharing how happy they are to get access to this and how amazing it is. So I think feeling into, understanding that it feels safe, um, as safe as life can ever be, and appropriate and and transmittable. Now that I know that, I think, yeah, I'm much more open to trying to create. It won't be exactly the same. Some things, obviously, we won't do, but a lot of the content is translatable. So some of the, you know, the week is spent doing um, processes on your own, sometimes in groups of small three or four, sometimes with, with one partner, but really it is master your pleasure. So it's actually, you know, you're going there to not to figure out how to give pleasure to someone else. I keep joking oh. that level two is going to be master of pleasure, you know, but like, please, you need to come and understand your own pleasure first. Cause often people want to learn, how can I pleasure my partner? But actually, like everything else has to come back to the self and your own right. connection to yourself first and foremost um, so we have a variety of I mean one thing I would like to say when I was creating this there's many options of things that I could have chosen to do from different lineages breath yeah. but I I came across this model that's like this eight level model of pleasure based on human development and it says that, you know, the first pleasure we have is womb, being in the womb and being held. Second pleasure is pain relief as a baby, discomfort relief. Then it goes on to laughter, games and play, elemental pleasure. You've got mental, emotional, sensual, sexual, spiritual. And what I realized was actually that often the capacity to not drop into those, those more earlier pleasures, for, for example the relaxing in the womb is about surrender. And the thing it gets in the way of a lot of people's pleasure is they cannot surrender. They're always on hypervigilance for whatever reason. One of the big pieces is the third level of like elemental games and play and laughter. You know, people have lost the capacity to be playful, to be innocent. And that also has ramifications in our sensual sexual connections. Oh so, so So the weak, kind of works through the model of going through these levels so people can see because for some people one level is a big block for some people they've got things going on in every level for some people it's just you know a few tweaks and so some people come who have like literally no experience or confidence in experiencing pleasure at all and some people come who are like you know pleasure veterans but want to learn more ways to to do things so We're using um, breathwork journeys, we're using different types of um, sensate focus mapping, somatic techniques from sexological bodywork. We're using sometimes dance, um, bit of tango that Brnoi brings in so people can can look at the games and play level, work with like belly laughter. Um, We work with sensuality, which a lot of people, again, are disconnected from the senses and that affects their experience and and ultimately we're looking at where is the access to the spiritual um, bliss channel that that can arise you know because when you asked me at the very beginning you know why was the pleasure important to you and why is it important for others before i started speaking the first thing that came to my mind was actually something different to what i said and what came to my mind was We are amazing beings. We have these incredible bodies. We have this incredible energy capacity. We have this incredible spiritual, you know, um, magic capacity. It's important because we have the capacity to experience it. So it's it's dreadful if we don't. It's dreadful if we spend the whole time walking around living this life and and not having access to that.
1: Mm. You know... I always tell people if we weren't meant to have pleasure, then we wouldn't have been born in skin. We would have been born in wood, metal, or glass. As something that's, (laughs) you know, something that doesn't, this is like, it's amazing thing. Yeah. And it has access to everything that you just said. It's so, so amazing. All right, well, we're kind of out of time. So how do they, how can they find you? What's the best way to find out about Master Pleasure? whether it's live in person or whether it's live online with, you know, however you decide to, to go, what should, how should they access you?
0: So I'm, I'm not the most, you know, technology, social <laughs> platform, savvy person, but the easiest way to find me is by my website, which is the com. And you can, I'm sure, put that on your... uh, Yeah, we will.
1: We'll put that in the comments. Yeah. And
0: I I do exist also on Instagram under Elaine Young. And um, I'm just in the process of finally thinking maybe I should do something on my YouTube channel, you know, so I might be starting to put a few more recordings, videos and things on there. But I tend to put everything on my website. And if you you join the mailing list on my website, then I always send out emails of new events, but I do not bombard people with emails because personally that drives me crazy. So yeah. one a month, not every day or every week. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to find me.
1: All right, that's wonderful. Well, I am so grateful that you decided to say yes and come on to my show again. And any chance to see you makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of pleasure. <laughs> 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 so thank you. And everybody, listen, you, I'm not kidding. You should check out Elaine. Um she's real literally i mean we've worked together now i don't know five years, and we we she is my favorite person to work with um we, and just person to hang out with because we always have pleasure, we always laugh, we always have a like wonderful time together, and so uh, you should check this out, and I'm even thinking, wow, if you put it online, well, I didn't come to goa, but maybe I'll do it online, so <laughs> that would be that's the motivation for you. <laughs> That's it, you better get it online. That's great. Um, so everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for to Sex and Happiness. Um, next time, I'm going to have another speaker who's gonna be talking about mon- mindfulness and pleasure, um, which is an interesting uh, slant on it. And so I hope that you decide to tune in. I hope you've enjoyed yourself and remember, this is about your sex and your happiness. This is Laurie Handler's signing off, saying namaste for Sex and Happiness. Thank
0: you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh!